0: Hi there, welcome back to Up To Some Good. I'm your host, Claudia. I hope 2021 has been great for you so far. This is the first episode I've uploaded since 2021, but I promise I will be uploading more consistently from now on. Today, I have Natalie Chow with me. Natalie is a woman who wears multiple hats every day as a mother and as the co founder of two businesses. Before becoming an entrepreneur, Natalie spent over 10 years in the luxury retail industry. And her desire to raise awareness for the state of modern slavery and climate change led her to embark on her entrepreneurship journey to create products and services that can give back to our community. Natalie resigned from her corporate role in 2018 to launch eco-friendly sneaker brand Laces with her husband. Laces is on a mission to bring women together by offering shoes that are good for the people and for the planet. On top of this, Laces also donates a portion of income to organizations that alleviate modern slavery. And within a year, Natalie also launched Hong Kong's first toy subscription service, Happy Batten, with two other working mothers, Jade Poon and Sandy Lau. So basically, after filling in a questionnaire, about their child's developmental needs, the parents will receive a curated box of toys that grows with the child. This simple idea not only comes, oh, not only helps with the child's development, it is also incredibly affordable and good for the planet by creating a circular economy for toys. So um, really want to welcome Natalie today, and thank you so much for joining me and also letting us use your co-working space. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me today, Claudia. Um, I actually want to first start by understanding your inspiration behind laces and then now your journey on towards expanding and making it more accessible to to both men and women
1: yeah um so we started the brand um catering for women because when i looked at sneakers back a few years ago there were very little choices especially in hong kong everybody was wearing white sneakers all of a sudden um but they had the same logo on them so mm. we looked into various materials and styles, and we decided to create a pair that's truly for
0: women. Oh, I see. I just wanted to understand, like, as a consumer, do you think sustainability and ethical, uh, like the ethical side of things, is really crucial to you? So, when, whenever you buy products, do you look at that?
1: Yeah, definitely. But uh, it didn't come overnight. Um, to be really honest, I used to I used to shop at you know h&m and zara and yeah. i didn't have the knowledge so it was a journey and we're still going on this journey to learn more about it and
0: i i'm very humbled to be learning new things every day still right and out of um the because i understand laces focuses on i mean don't a portion of your proceeds mm-hmm. to modern slavery mm-hmm. um and why is it that you wanted to advocate for modern slavery in particular
1: um, believe it or not uh, human trafficking is actually the third largest crime and it's everywhere I mean it's the coffee you drink the chocolate you have the seafood you buy from supermarkets and we don't think twice who's behind um, in these products and I think the media has shined light on sustainability and climate change and that's all brilliant but um, modern slavery deserves a lot more noise than than it is today
0: hmm yeah Wow. And have you always been just interested in different social causes and, and that's why you sort of did a lot of research and found out about modern slavery or how did you hmm. first how did that first raise um, draw your attention?
1: Um, I guess. My faith uh, plays a big role to it. I am a Christian, mm-hmm. so I, I have been exposed to various social injustices, whether it's through um, mission trips or sharings from, from other people. And that really struck me because nobody
0: told me. like Nobody talks about modern slavery. Mm. Well, nobody I'm t- sure it's not anything people just like talking about in the open because I'm sure there are a lot of companies that literally do a lot of publicity campaigns too suppress Mm
1: -hmm. it even absolutely absolutely i think even within the fashion industry um with covid last year a lot of people finally think twice before they pull their wallets out and buy something and actually ask questions about you know who made my clothes and Mm -hmm. who's behind this right which is great i think we are taking the right steps to the right directions Mm -hmm. yeah
0: but that's exactly why I think Laces is such an amazing brand because you guys not only focus on... Like, you you use sustainable material to create your products, but you also donate donate part of your proceeds to um, to help alleviate modern slavery. And I'm sure as a for-profit business, this is not easy to manage because you ultimately still do have to um, balance your... Survive. Exactly. You have, to, <laughs> you have to make an income. Yeah. So... I was just wondering, is this, has it been difficult sort of navigating um, doing good, but also um, generating revenue?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be really honest, our scale is still very small. So in terms of monetary donations, it's still not as significant as I, I want it to be. But more importantly, is really education, you know, advocating um, social injustices or climate change or whatever Whatever speaks to you is important, and that's a part of our DNA. And I don't want to strip that away because for because of a little
0: bit more profit in the end. I love that, and I think there definitely needs to be more business people who think like you. (laughs) Can you tell us a bit more about your background because Mm -hmm. you don't actually have a business background, so yeah.
1: So um, I've been working in a corporate environment for over. 14 years, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mainly in branding, marketing for luxury brands, and it all sounds glamorous and fun, and which is, and I've learned a lot from it, but to a point where I felt like I was promising consumers on things that didn't have a meaning. You know, like we we have enough lipsticks in our wardrobe. We have enough shoes. And I mean, I I I sell shoes. I'm kind of like slapping myself in the face. But we don't need so much stuff. Mm -hmm. But my role was really to push more and more and telling women they're only worthwhile and worthy if you buy this product. And I was not okay with that. Mm -hmm. So um, I went home. I kind of just asked myself, oh, how do I make this? more fulfilling and I knew that particular job was not the answer. Um, and I started looking into businesses and I, I looked into the Toms model. Right. Yeah. I love Tom's. Yeah. It's unfortunate that they kind of
0: closed down but I know. um but I mean it's it's been such an inspiring case study yeah. like for businesses all over the world and I'm sure its effects like its impact is still lasting until now. Absolutely um and conveniently
1: my husband is in footwear manufacturing and trading and we kind of like just talked about it and we had two little kids and we sort of was planning our our way to start a brand but it was just so hard with a day job and kids Mm. and at the end we just said
0: you know what I just I'm just gonna quit my job and do it I respect that so much (laughs) and it was that like a a decision that you made quite easily or did it still take quite a lot of contemplation and a lot of a a while for you to really decide to just leave and launch something else because especially in Hong Kong I think a lot of people find stability very important
1: yeah I totally understand that and I think I was quite fortunate in a position where I was able to do that it still took me a while for me to actually hand in that resignation letter and and say bye-bye to a very comfortable job um but I'm so glad I did it
0: yeah yeah and as a mother and an entrepreneur can you tell me about how you just balance your day-to-day I don't really don't Claudia (laughs) um
1: okay yeah I every day is just new you know it's it's very different to a to a corporate job that I used to have where your role is very defined Mm -hmm. um I kind of navigate my way each and every day um as much uh, as much as I plan um it it just kind of surprises you each day yeah
0: okay and do you have any say personal um wellness practices Mm -hmm. or routines that you sort of practice every day or a few days to keep yourself sane (laughs) on such a crazy schedule um
1: well i am christian by faith so praying is um is a big part of my life but also exercising exercising yeah i love to sweat it out i mean it's a little hard with gym's clothes right Mm -hmm. now but i started running again okay um and i think it's the perfect weather to go for a run right now in hong kong
0: um on top of starting laces Mm -hmm. i know you recently also launched another brand. Um, <laughs> is it sort of partly imp- inspired by the experience you had with your, your children?
1: Yeah, actually, you know, Happy Baton was uh, somewhat unintentional. And it happened, and I'm glad it did. Um, but it's it's quite a personal experience for
0: me. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about what Happy Baton is all about? Because I'm sure mm-hmm. with well, maybe people who, are, who don't really have kids or not, familiar at all with what toy subscription service means
1: yeah um, so we are Hong Kong's first online toy subscription platform where you um, it's almost like Netflix like you pay a monthly subscription um, and we curate a box of toys that's age appropriate and it's uniquely curated for your child not only that we also pair it up with educational content So as a parent, you receive
0: the box and you also receive um, various resources on how to play. Oh, that's amazing. So the educational content is for the parents to teach them how to play with the kids. Mm.
1: So um, I think a lot of parents, and I'm not finger pointing here, um, kind of just buy a lot of things for their children but don't have time to really spend time with them, especially when it comes to play. But in fact, playing... Is the best way for a child to learn and that's where you well that's when you bond with your child right and we kind of want to glue fun and learning together especially now Mm. home learnings become more and more important and we want to package you know offline learning and not just staring into into a screen all day long Mm.
0: right and I really like the idea of how The toy subscription service sort of contributes to a circular economy because, Mm. um, from what I understand, after the kids, after you send the package to the kids, they return it back to you and then you repackage it and give it to different kids, right? Yeah.
1: So So we sanitize it first. That's very important. Yes. Uh, We also have a (laughs) nano coating that kind of protects uh, the toys from all sorts of germs, including COVID. It's COVID tested. Um, And we kind of curate it and package it according to the needs. So, for example, if um, the child has a little concern, like a little bit of delay in fine motor skills, then we will package more fine motor skills toys for for Mm. that child that month. And we kind of monitor it through a questionnaire. Um, Every three months, we ask the parent to fill out a questionnaire on the progress, if they're you know, uh, developing well. And we kind of want to celebrate little milestones.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's really sweet. (laughs) Is there an age range for the type of toys that you offer?
1: Hmm, Typically under the age of five five or six. Because anything... Any, anyone older don't play with toys as much yeah with, yeah you know homework and tutoring yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know how it is in Hong Kong
0: yeah I love that you emphasize the idea of play though because I've been reading so much about just like ba- work-life balance and a mm-hmm. lot of people say that you just honestly need to take time off and during that time off is when your imagination comes to life is it's when you really pause and random ideas come to you and mm. I think i mean regardless of whether this is for children in hong kong or even for for adults who have businesses or have Mm. full-time jobs i think it's so important for you to just pause and and have that moment to reset absolutely yeah um Mm. so do you think parents in hong kong are sort of open to this idea because a lot of parents Mm. they focus a lot on education and getting good grades or just getting lots of different um, certifications and recognitions Mm. or have you been sort of through Happy Happy Baton also trying to convince parents of the importance of play for kids? Um, I think we
1: are still trying to navigate through this um, and it's been interesting times with COVID and homeschooling but people are becoming more aware on the child's mindfulness and well-being mm-hmm. and the importance of play um, because learning doesn't necessarily have to come from a textbook um, and a lot of parents need to be educated first before mm. they are open to you know secondhand toys that's another
0: layer yes, of exactly. barrier
1: so there it's not easy but if if it was easy then somebody would have done it already right we wouldn't be the first so i think uh we've had very good feedback and the trend is there and the trend is going to stay right Mm. that's
0: amazing because i think yeah in the u.s and the uk or even most places in north america i know the idea of upcycling and um uh pre-loved clothing is more widely accepted Mm. but in hong kong most people still don't prefer Getting buying secondhand clothes or recycling. The concept of recycling is very limited, right? So I think Happy Vatan is a great place to start. And by educating kids, like which is the next generation, I mm. think that just instills such a positive value in them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still remember as a as a child, you used to go to libraries and borrow books and actually take care of those books. In particular, because they they weren't yours, you have to kind of return it. And I still, I still believe in that. I think um, children should learn how to share. It, it doesn't matter whether or not you have money or if you can afford it. It's the mentality of mm-hmm. just sharing and taking care of your belongings. Going back to
0: your whole entrepreneurship mm. journey, I just want to understand a little bit more about what was like the main challenge you faced so far and how you sort of overcame that because i'm sure a lot of my listeners here would maybe have their own projects or business ideas or but are just afraid to take that first step to start Mm.
1: well i don't recommend people just jumping right into it i think the first step is really talking to people like talking to strangers or people from the industries because your best friend and your mother is going to support you no matter what but getting criticism is important and mm-hmm. handling criticism is important. Otherwise, um, you'll never improve. Um, and also having an open mindset because when you have an idea, you feel like, oh, it's the best idea ever. Mm-hmm. And it's going to fly, no time. But when you hear real feedback, that's when you kind of pivot and think, okay, maybe there is option B and C and D.
0: Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm.
1: important before you actually, you know, jump right into it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When you first had this idea, did you actually face a lot of criticism about the product or mm-hmm. about your business model?
1: Um, I think a lot of people, especially in Hong Kong, still prefer a branded product.
0: Branded products as in with a brand name.
1: Yeah, with a Lao brand name. and And I think by far the biggest concerns are why are you selling it at this price which is very affordable in my opinion it's like about a thousand dollars when bigger brand names like Nike and Adidas selling at a cheaper price how are you going to compete and truth be told I didn't set my business to compete with them mm-hmm. I'm never going to be that big but I'm trying to be different mm-hmm. um, so even with the price point I didn't want to Argue further because I feel like the value is not on the brand logo or the name,
0: right? I know what you, you know mean. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Also, with a lot of products that are sustainably made, ethically sourced, there is sometimes an additional cost because your the factory is um, is making sure that the workers have mm-hmm. fair rights. That the payment could be a bit higher. Right. It's about educating the consumers that what you're paying for is is, is worth it yeah. exactly it's good for the planet <laughs> yeah and it's that all takes the, time yeah
1: it's all of the above because every detail we try to make it as sustainable as possible um, we use recycled leather meaning we go to tanneries and factories and take up the scraps grind them into fiber and then roll them out into another new roll of leather um, we also make um, shoelaces from 100% post-consumer plastics And also, yeah, yeah, I think, I think so too.
0: (laughs) With so many different types of, um, material, because Mm -hmm. there's so many different types of material in a sneaker. Right. So what was the research process like? Did it take you several months or even longer Mm. than that to come, come up with the first iteration of your product and then the final? We're still on
1: this journey. I think we're still always trying to improve. Uh, we started the brand with using virgin leather, actually. Meaning um, actual, like, real, real, real leather. leather. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it didn't start off being made from vegan leather. Correct. Which is, okay. Correct. Um, and then we realized, okay, we can actually improve on this. And it just kind of opened a can of worm, you know? Like, maybe the shoelaces as well. And maybe the insert. And maybe the outsole. And eventually, you know, there was a pair of shoes that we're like, we're very proud of it. We want everybody to be talking about it because it's so unique. Oh, I love that. And I love that it's,
0: it's, it's like Hong Kong's own vegan leather brand, well, vegan leather shoe brand.
1: It's not manufactured in Hong Kong, actually. Mm-hmm. It's a Hong Kong-based uh, brand, and it's manufactured in China.
0: Because oh. we use uh, leather
1: trimmings. So, leather trimmings. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like sustainability has such a big, broad terminology, and no one's there to police it. You know? Yes, I know what you mean. Like v- being vegan, and I respect every one of you who's listening and who's who's totally pro vegan, but it doesn't mean ve- non-vegan options are
0: cruel. Agreed. Agreed. You know what and I mean? Yeah, and there is a whole debate about whether vegan leather and actual leather, which is better for the planet, because there are some elements of plastic in vegan Mm. leather as well Mm. so there's always that debate and in general my podcast name love to some good i think as long as you have good intentions to start with it doesn't matter if you're doing like not a hundred percent because it takes baby steps
1: yeah definitely and i think everybody's different to Mm -hmm. some people it's going vegan to some people is cleaning the beach whatever it is i think those little steps make a huge difference exactly
0: Mm. so going back to laces you were just mentioning that you are rebranding the brand a little bit Mm -hmm. and i mentioned that i wanted to understand a little bit more about your logo right with the five dots and the the different colors can you tell us more about that and how you came up with that
1: yeah, so um, I actually designed the shoe with a high school friend of mine and it was inspired by the children's drawing books. You know? Oh, yeah. the
0: color dot dot drawings? Yeah. Okay, like okay, okay. The like dots. the connect the dots. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, so
1: yeah, we thought, okay, it's, it's kind of cute and it kind of forms a complete picture after mm. you connect the dots together. And back to our war of giving back to those in need and specifically children and underage um, teenagers we want to kind of give back to children but also make it
0: fun um, and I actually want to also understand more about the brand positioning mm-hmm. part because you did mention people who give you comments feedback said that Adidas and Nike also have similar shoes so there are so many sneakers out on the market right now. how do you differentiate yourselves? Mm.
1: Well, first, we use, I would say, quite innovative materials. Uh, We do take the heart to look at every single detail and try to make it sustainable and unique. But also, these are not athletic shoes. I recommend you take them to the gym. Mm -hmm, Like, these mm -hmm. are dressy shoes that you can dress it up and walk around and feel comfortable and feel proud to wear. So we're not in the game of sporty shoes. Mm -hmm. These are dressy sneakers.
0: But there are also a lot of basic white shoes, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned that, I mean, they might not be sustainable, but then there are lots of different options. So Mm. is there a certain way you position yourselves that make you stand out amongst those?
1: When it comes to retail, it's very difficult for you to say, I'm the only player in the game. Mm -hmm. It's a very competitive space. So we we do want to create a community, a community that cares not just for the environment, but also for the people. Like we want to make them feel good about contributing to a greater cause Mm -hmm. and we're in this together Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so just now you Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about how the laces products are manufactured i think a lot of people i mean the made in china label is seen so often and i think people still associate it with sort of sweat sweatshops Mm -hmm. and and um maybe not not like very terrible working conditions Mm. Um, what is your understanding of it? And do you think the stereotype is, is sort of. When it comes to ethical
1: practices, I think China is probably on top of the game.
0: That's really interesting. I mean, even I really have to re-educate myself about this because I also don't know much about this. And I also have the assumption that probably the conditions are still quite bad. making sure everything is clean uh, the workers are not just
1: protected but they're also paid at a fair wage mm-hmm. um that's actually all covered and audited all
0: oh, right so yeah. it wasn't a difficult process for you guys because it, like when you contact the factory they already give you all these documentations and proof proof of those things most most of the case oh yeah, wow yeah. okay and you mentioned that you um you need to pay double their minimum wage mm. So is that like the, the benchmark standard now? Like that the minimum wage no longer?
1: I guess it depends on the industry, mm-hmm. but shoemaking and specific areas of China uh, um, also, um, it's, it's hard to find workers to work for you now. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah.
0: But how do you go about the process of finding them? Do you start with looking online and then finding contacts for factories and um, manufacturers? Or what, is, what does the process look like? Well,
1: fortunately, Simon, my partner in crime, he's in footwear manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So that makes everything a lot easier, relatively speaking. And he kind of knows what questions to ask mm-hmm. uh, when, when he looks for um, suppliers and, man- um, and factories. And making sure they align with your values. I know it sounds a little strange, but using, using recycled materials, for example, is foreign to them and not a lot of factories want to use recycled leather for example mm. because it's generally less stretchy to mm-hmm, to work mm-hmm. with and makes everything slower and more difficult to to create so it takes a little bit of education on our part with factories too to make sure we're all aligned and trying to make the the product that we
0: want right again it's like a you have to do take baby steps to educate them and to and to also make sure you find someone that aligns with your values
1: yeah absolutely and yeah. and these are long-term partners mm-hmm. you don't just want to make one batch but you want them to be with you and grow with you too
0: and that's why being an entrepreneur is, is so challenging because there are so many aspects you need to constantly you need to constantly learn about and educate yourself about and also not educate but also make sure that they're you guys are aligned yeah so i want to talk a bit more about your journey as a female entrepreneur mm-hmm. Do you think, like, as a female entrepreneur in Hong Kong, you're you're on a level playing field? Even like when you're talking to even to suppliers to manufacturers, mm-hmm. do you feel disadvantaged at all?
1: It's funny you asked me that because I honestly I don't mm-hmm. because I think Hong Kong we're quite lucky in a sense that gender equality is relatively high compared mm-hmm. to a yeah, lot of absolutely. places in the world. But what I find is being a mother like mm-hmm. it's that's probably a, a bigger challenge for me. Um, I got this quote yesterday we expect women to work like they don't have children and raise children as if they don't work. And it's very oh my true.
0: God. I have, <laughs> wait, this, who
1: said this? Because I recently... I read about this somewhere. Author unknown. I, I wish I could quote okay, on that. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And often it's self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. It's often pressure I give myself every day and I beat myself up every day. Yeah. But it's me. It's my mentality that needs to change. And I don't see that in men. Like I don't yeah. see fathers coming home feeling guilty for... Spending the whole day at work yeah. and not spending enough time with the kids. Exactly. But I, I feel that every single
0: day. I guess it is good and bad. As a mother, you're mm-hmm. really, really nurturing and you just maybe also because the uh, hong kong is still relatively conservative in relation to these values so this idea is ingrained in you mm. and definitely it takes time to again adjust but it's so important to find some balance and make sure that you like you, you sort of don't really blame yourself
1: yeah i think what too much pressure i'm trying to learn is it's okay to not perfect it mm-hmm. and it's okay to celebrate like tiny little things yeah absolutely um, and take the time to to be grateful about everything mm-hmm. yeah
0: during the first part of the podcast when i mentioned how you balance when i asked how you balance your day-to-day mm-hmm. routine you said there is no balance <laughs> that is a little bit worrying <laughs> I, I think
1: balance is a little misleading because okay. when you say balance mm, i think about work all day long yeah i wake up i think about work i go to sleep i think about work but I love it, mm-hmm. you know. I mm-hmm. love what I do, and I don't think it's a job. I don't think we need that. Oh, I'm switching off. I yeah, need to yeah, watch yeah, TV, yeah, yeah. and that's a balanced life. I think finding joy in what I do is more important, and I'm I'm so grateful to be a mother of two, but also have founded two wonderful companies that I'm so proud of. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. I really really respect that. Thank you. Any other woman or any other entrepreneurs that you look up to? When you face challenges, any books that you read when you sort of want to find some inspiration in your day to day life?
1: <laughs> I know I'm supposed to have it. <laughs> I have one or two, but I, I'm not I don't.
0: <laughs> but um, I love talking
1: to NGOs. I love talking okay. to social workers. I love hearing real problems, not just philosophies. And uh, having, you know, speaking with people who deal with, these struggles every day inspires me and seeing the passion in
0: them inspires me too speaking to NGO workers on the ground about how they face their challenges yeah
1: yeah because those struggles are real
0: yeah and also would you also then brainstorm with them how you can potentially solve it Mm Or is it something you share about having like a mutual struggle and then you just Learned You just want to get right. it out.
1: Um, for example, Happy Baton, we work with NGOs a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Last Christmas, we partnered with Branches of Hope mm-hmm. and we donated
0: actually a lot of toys. I think
1: 400 toys or something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, so for those families. not
0: familiar with Branches of Hope, what do they do?
1: They serve uh, refugee families mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Okay. And because of COVID, it's very difficult for them to actually have help from the center because the center was closed for the longest time. So we want to at least bring some joy to these families um, during Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. thought, you know, we at least we have toys. At yeah, least we can really give sweet. something to families. And just seeing the joy on their faces, it's, it's so worthwhile. Mm. And I, I finally understand why people would work frontline and not get not get barely
0: get paid right because the right.
1: reward is just so different The
0: gratification yeah i love that mindset thank and I've, you yeah i've never actually um heard an answer like yours where when i ask people where they look for inspiration they say they, they just talk to NGO workers and share <laughs> about their mutual challenges i love that that's beautiful thank you so before we end the podcast, mm-hmm. there are three general questions that I always ask my guests. Right. So the first one is, if I gave you 1 million US dollars, what would you do with it? I think right now is for me to scale because mm-hmm. both
1: of my companies are still bootstrapped. So having that extra capital would really make a, so- not just being profitable, but also make a significant social
0: impact. And that's mm-hmm. where we are heading.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then secondly... Are there any people or brands or businesses that you think um, are up to some good lately?
1: I think it's a little cliche, but it has to be Kamala Harris
0: for obvious reasons. Like not cliche at all. I mean, OK, yeah, a lot of people are talking about her, but <laughs> for, for obvious reasons, right. she is absolutely amazing. And yeah. I adore her as well.
1: Right. And she's so influential, not just being black and being Asian and being a woman, but she used to be a prosecutor and right. she used to work at the child assault unit helping the vulnerable and inspire change there and that's a very tough job you have to have that wow. mental
0: stability to yeah yeah i mean it mm. cases about children mm. being abused that must not be easy at all
1: right but yet
0: she's still so positive
1: yeah you know and that's very inspiring to me
0: yeah mm. absolutely and so the last question which is a fun question is um <laughs> what do you like doing when you're up to no good <gasps> Well, a good bottle of wine always does the yeah. job. Netflix. What do you like watching <laughs> on Netflix?
1: <laughs> I barely watch Netflix, but if I do, I binge. It's horrible. And then I wake up the next day wishing I had a bit more sleep. But yeah, that's my guilty
0: pleasure. Okay, okay. <laughs> good, but that's good. That's good to just like completely relax for a while. Yeah. What is your favorite TV show on Netflix recently? well or do you watch TV shows or movies rarely
1: rarely but recently I've been watching um Pretty Little Things
0: it's about ballet oh ballet slash crime oh that's a weird combination yeah I used to dance actually oh yeah, yeah you were a ballerina
1: in primary school I wouldn't call myself a ballerina. I did a bit of Latin a bit of ballroom and I loved
0: it. Okay yeah before we end this uh, if the listeners are interested to find out more about laces and happy uh, happy baton, where can they find out about you and your brands? So you can find us on Instagram it's at happy
1: baton HK or at my. Hmm. Underscore L A C E W S, or you can find us on our website too. Thank you so thank much you. for being here with me today, Natalie. That thank was you amazing. And thank
0: you for the shoes. Of course, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Up to Some Good. Remember to leave a rating or review wherever you listen to the podcast. You'll also find podcast updates on our Instagram at Up to underscore Some Good. In the meantime, stay healthy and remember to do some good.